the new uh, theme of the year is about awake unto righteousness. That's what we're talking about. We'll say the word awake means to do what? Anybody remember what the word awake means that I gave a definition to? The word awake or awakening. What does it what does it mean? To rouse one what? Understanding. You know, again, you look at the word uh, rouses. That's the same word that they have in the Greek for the word awaken. It rouses one's understanding. Or from a spiritual stupor. Just simply mean you're being awakened to the new identity of whose you are. Can y'all see that? Because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not awakened or your understanding has not been roused to the new life that you have, then you still live life in the same plane. You still live life in the same way you've been living. Even though you made Jesus the Lord of your life. But if you have not renewed the mind, that's another way of saying being awakened. If the mind has not been renewed with the word of God, with the new life that you have inside, then you still live life defeated. You still look at life as being hard. You still look at, you still look at life trying to deal with the mundane things of life in your world or in your view every day, and yet you have this new identity is showing you that this is where you are, but this is where you're keeping yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? In other words, we're trying to rouse your understanding to the place of getting you to gain, you know, why? The Holy Spirit is the revelator. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives you eyes to see, not these natural eyes. When we're talking about the Spirit, I want you to look at this verse of Scripture that I want, I want to open up with. Uh, uh, Casey, put this up. I'm going to use these, these two prayers, maybe three prayers, in talking about uh, getting, our, getting us to understand the righteousness of God of whose we are. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1. And look at verse 17. Now, when we, now we're, we're, I'm done with the, uh, laying the foundation about being awakened to righteous. Now we're going to actually get into how the righteous live, how the righteous speak, how the righteous pray, how the righteous stand. Okay? Now, notice this. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of what? Wisdom and what? Revelation where? In the knowledge of him. Notice, notice, notice how the word, that the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. And revelation, and that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit don't give you wisdom, if he don't give you the revelation of the knowledge of the truth you have on the inside of you, then guess what? You're not going to get it. Because guess what? I can't give it to you. I can teach you the word, but it takes you hearing. That's why the Bible says the, uh, the, uh, the power, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. 
It's the power of God, meaning if it's the power of God, that means it has to be spoken in the light of what it, of which, of what, I mean, of which its meaning is. In other words, the gospel is the too good to be true good news. That's what the gospel is. It's like it's, a, it's too good. This is too good to be true. And that's the reason why people fight to walk or to stand in the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace and the, and the good news, they use inexchange, inexchangeable gospel and grace inexchangeably, but they both mean good news. Amen. Without any, without any bearings on it. You know what I mean by that? Without any merits, without anything you having to do on your own to earn it. That's why it's too good. The gospel is too good to be true good news. That's why it's, that's why it's like it. That's why it's like it. When you look it up, that's what it means. Why? Because it's taking all of whatever you think you could or thinking you have to do to be right with God is taking it all away because you can't do it. That's what the gospel is. It is the good news is too good to be true news. This is too good. You know how somebody say, oh, this is too, no, 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 this, this is just too good. You know, it's kind of like you're looking for food or you're looking for maybe a, a energy drink without sugar, without all that crazy stuff in it. And then when you find one, you say, oh, no. No, they got something in this. There's some out there, but you got to find it. You say, man, this is just too good. This is too good to say this don't spike my insulin level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what the, that, that, that's just a, a, a beverage or a drink of food to your physical body. I'm talking about to your whole being of life. The gospel of grace is the good news or the too good to be good news to you and I. It's just like, what? Until you receive it in that light, you won't have it. You got to look at it in that light. That's what the gospel is. It's not anything based on your merits. How many times you say, I got to get right with God? Hmm? Or I need to get closer to God. Okay, I can understand the concept. But if it's not defined right, if it's not rightly defined, you'll find yourself thinking what you have to do. No, your part, let me show you this. Well, well we'll come right back to this. Romans chapter 1, look at verse 5. Let me show you your part. Your part and my part to walking with God. Watch this. By whom we have received grace and a uh, Apostleship. This is Paul talking about. He said, no, notice it. This is the part I want you to pay attention to. For the obedient to the faith among all nations. So your part is to be obedient to the faith. Whose faith? Jesus' faith. See, we're not doing away with obedience. 
But our obedience now is to the way he did it, the way he laid it out for us, the way he has made way for us. That's what your obedience is. Your obedience to the faith. I'm not just obeying, Brother George. It's not just me obeying. Oh, no, obedient to the faith because that's what made you free. Jesus' faith made you free. He gave you the faith to walk in the freedom of that which he did for you. You didn't actually do it. I did it for you. And what I use, I used the faith that my father gave me to walk this out through me trusting. You have this faith and that faith has to trust. It has the reliance. It has the ability to believe in it. It's like, take, it's like you take a vitamin. A multivitamin. You believe it has all the magnesium, it has the copper, it has whatever it is to do what? To supply, the to replenish the body. Well, that faith, the faith of Christ that won the victory over the devil, the works of the devil, that faith that raised him out of the grave in obedience to his father, you and I are the recipients of that. So you're taking that faith that defeated the works of darkness, in other words, that made me oppressed, that made me a, a drug addict, that made me abusive, that made me, you know, wherever I was held captive, that faith, his life through that faith destroyed that. So when I got born again, I'm receiving that faith that took away my shame, my hurt, my whatever. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Amen. It is his faith that you and I possess. It is his faith that causes me to live victorious. His faith. So if you live in life without his faith that brought that brought down Satan's kingdom, then you lose. You're going to fall short. You're going to become weakened. You'll find yourself quitting. You'll find yourself giving up, not on God, but giving up on church, giving up on trying to believe the word of God. You're still a believer, but you don't have, there's no fruit, very little fruit. Why? Because you've been trying to do it on your own. You have a love for God, and you're thinking that it's your doing that's going to bring forth the fruit. You're thinking it's your doing that's going to bring forth the result. And I can tell you, it's not. You're going to fail all the time. So when we say, when Paul says, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedient to the faith among all nations. Obedient to the faith. We're not doing away with obedience, but my obedience now is to the faith that gave me victory. The faith that went to hell for me. The faith that that took away my poverty, 
my addiction. That's what you got to see. You have to see that Jesus became that substitute, took what was rightfully mine, took it to the cross, took it to hell, and stayed there because why? It was a spiritual sin that the first Adam committed. And when the father saw the justification within himself, he was satisfied within himself that sin has been dealt with. Listen to this carefully now. If sin has been dealt with, then there'll be no need for sickness. There'll be no need for poverty. There'll be no need for Addiction or being delivered from addiction. There'd be no need for protection or being delivered from fear. Because I live in, I live protected. I live wealthy. I live healthy. I live forgiven. Why? Because of what Jesus did. Can y'all see that? That's the good news are the too good to be true good news, Otis. The church don't want, as a whole don't want to accept this message. But this is the message that sets the captives free. Amen. This is how the captive go free. Whatever your bondage is, whatever your, whatever your, this is how you are free. You are free by hearing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, what he did for you and I. Your part and my part is to be obedient to the faith that gave me life. And what does Paul said? Now go back to Rome. You're in Romans 1. Look at verse uh, 16, 17. Romans 1. And notice this. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Huh? For it is what? Why is he not ashamed? For it is the power of God. I don't, meaning this, I don't care how severe something is. I don't care how damaging the report is. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God, the dunamis power of God Unto salvation, unto forgiveness, unto healing, unto deliverance, unto protection, unto prosperity. That's what the gospel is. It's the power of God unto. When you hear somebody say, unto, what do you think about that? Unto. You can't have this without unto. Hmm? The gospel. It's the power of God. What? Unto. What? Salvation. Salvation what? The forgiveness of sin. The healing of the body. That's both spiritually and mentally. So you could be, I mean, mentally and physically. 
You could be healed in your body, but you could be sick in your mind. So that healing is, is affecting your soul and your body. It already affects your spirit. Your spirit has to be the one that it affected first in order for my soul to be affected by it. Hmm? I can give you something to heal your physical body, but your mind can still be sick, warped. It takes the truth of the gospel. This is what you have a right to. That's why we're labeling this, the righteous should live by faith. That's what we're going to be talking about. The next couple of months. The righteous should live by faith. So when we talk about faith, your obedience is to the faith of what Jesus did for you. And what you're doing, you and I are partaking of that life, of that right. Hmm? You are partaking of that right, and you're rising up, and something on the inside of you will cause you to say, I'm not taking that no more. I'm not going to be harassed in my mind anymore. I'm not going to be harassed. By the lies of the devil. Huh? You may be afraid, say, well, I'm, I, I don't want to make that statement because I don't have anything else to lean on. That's the key. You got him. You won't see the power of grace until you make the step by saying. Hmm? Now it's not just you saying it. But you have to make yourself. Acceptable to receive this. Amen. So he said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Of Christ. For it's the power of God unto salvation. Everyone to everyone that what? That's the key word. That's the key word. To everyone that believe it. The problem is people believe what their lips, but they don't believe what their action. This belief is more than just lip service. This believing is you putting boots on the ground. I'm in the enemy's camp. I believe. He, this don't belong to him. Through perversion, he took this. Through righteousness, I retain this. I take it back. Are you seeing that? It first start with your life. Start with your mindset. Hmm? And then you see, then the Holy Spirit is working behind the scene on your and my behalf, what we can't see. He's doing what we can't do. God loves it when we just, you know, I had this, Let's see. 
uh, Dr. Lillian Young, God has tied himself. I had two quotations. I don't know the other one, but God has tied himself irrevocable to human cooperation in the execution of divine purpose. Think about that for a moment. God has tied himself irrevocable. You know that word irrevocable? Can't change it. I mean, if you won't make a stand, and, and what I'm saying to you, it's the only way God going to be able to do it. He's in covenant with you. That's why you got to believe. God has tied himself irrevocable to human cooperation. That's your cooperation with him. In the execution of divine purpose, he has made man's faith a determined factor in the work of redemption. Are you understanding this? I had another one. Uh, I, I, I'll find it, but this is so powerful by Dr. Yeoman, and I, I just, I wanted to give this to you, but look, I'll get it. My wife got it for me. I'll get it. But this is the key. This is it. God needs your cooperation, and that is to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So anything other than a Jew, be ye black, white, brown, yellow, whatever you want to call yourself, you agree. Are you understand what I'm saying? So the same gospel, the same promise, the same power that is available to the Jew is also available to you and I. Color don't matter. Education don't matter. Nothing matters except you believe that he did this for you. Until you and I get to that place as a receiver, you're not going to see the power of God. You hear it talked about. You hear beautiful words broken down about it. But I don't want to just know all the Greek and the Hebrew word, the definition behind it, and can't live it. Can't live it. I want to be in a place where I can, I'm, walking in the, I'm walking in this. I'm standing on this. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Verse 17, uh, Casey. For therein is the righteousness of God. And this is where I get my title. It is revealed from what? Faith to faith. Our faith is projecting to God. Is a projector to God. Because without him, there is no faith. 
Not biblical. Our faith is projecting towards God. That means I believe that Jesus, you were, you were man in the flesh and you gave yourself a name that's above every name and that you came and died for my sin in your body. Jesus, have mercy. You see how the captive is free? You'll think with good news like this, we have to have multiple, multiple, multiple services because we don't have enough room to keep hearing, let people hear. They want to hear this. Don't be fooled by these numbers. Because this is the same warning that was in the days of Noah. God, there is no more warning. There is no more signs. God had Noah go out for 120 years. It took him 120 years before he built that boat. That boat was a way of escape. He was preaching that gospel. Only eight got in that boat. So you say, well, all this, what God did for man, and, and there's not no more evidence. No, 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 no. The evidence is out here. You and I are the subject that has to choose to believe. And whatever you believe, whatever you are, Whatever you put yourself in the most is where you're going to give the most attention. God has already proven himself. So if the rapture took place right now, there are millions of people that are not in church, but they're somewhere else. We were created to serve him. We were created to come and hear from him, hear his word. But if you chose not to, it's not going to be God is so mean. How could God, you know, there are going to be people who left that didn't make the rapture. Don't mean you, have, you don't have another chance, but your chance of walking for him in this freedom, in this liberty, having church like we're having right here today, it's going to be taken away. You remember how COVID came about, so-called government tried to take away our rights? There's a bill coming on the, the, the ballot to make sure, but it's already shown, it's already written. But the governor that we had in this state, he wanted to violate it. He wanted to show that he was bigger than God. And God already set this thing in stone through the, through the, um, the Constitution. And people get mad because of the churches that stayed open and said that we were what the word they use? Huh? 
well, no, no, we were not. No, no, they they were calling us names. We were not. Uh, we were selfish. Yeah. And the church as a whole fell for that garbage. When it's all said and done, oh, we essential now. We always knew we were. That's what I mean. If you're not going to stand up and fight for what is right, and first time somebody come down and say, well, you got to shut down, well, who told you that? I'm not. I told you, my son, he could testify. They had two, they had police come on the, on the, on the, on the, on the parking lot twice. Two different times. I said, they arrest me, y'all just come get me out. I'm going to go back again. I won't tell you the city we was in, but the, 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 the mayor called, the, the, the clerk of the mayor called and told me, I am so happy for you. Pastor, if you need anything, you call me. That was a literal conversation. Everybody don't believe in that, 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 that mess. That's why it's important that you have your mayor is like the president of the United States. Your mayor has the right of your city. He, hold, he or she holds the key to your city. You got the wrong person in there? They're going to take away your rights. You're going to be back under the mandate of masses. You're going to be back under the mandate of shots and everything else. No candidate is going to be perfect. None. Just like me standing up here preaching to God. I am not perfect. I will not present to you. Just go ask my wife. She's going to tell you. <laughs> no, Sha. <laughs> Are you understand what I'm saying? But we know how to repent. Right? And get right. So my point to you is, is that you got to be my, because the, again, that on the ballot coming up. And through all that, that this, this one pastor, I think his name, Tony Spells, that he went through. He really was the one fighting for the churches in Louisiana. They were really trying to make a mockery of him. That boy came out on top. He wasn't budging. This is to make sure that this don't ever happen again. Every time somebody tells you, you can't come out your house or you can't go in your house, what you going to do? You going to be fighting, right? What you mean I can't go in my house? It's my house, right? Yeah. But I'm telling you right here, out of the kingdom of God, you have a right. And I'm telling you, yes, there's a spiritual war going on, 
But you got to understand, the war is over. God sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to fight on our behalf, and he has freed us. Now, but if you don't live your life in this ramification, you're going to lose. That's why you can't play church. You can't walk around and say, I'm a Christian, and don't live the life. Because the devil is real. He will, look, I'm telling you. He will eat your lunch and pop the bag. You can't play with him. If you sold out, you stay on this side. Keep walking in that truth. That's why Paul said, for therein is the righteousness of God. It is revealed from what? Faith to faith. As it is written, the just should do what? How the just should live? By faith. This wasn't just written. This was written in Habakkuk 2.4. The just should live by his or her faith. God always designed it that way. Now, as a righteous, let's show you how you need to pray, how you need to talk. Go back, Casey, to Ephesians chapter 1, where we started this, and look at verse 17 again. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, let's put this in, let's put it in NLT for a little bit. Asking God that the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ give you what? Spiritual wisdom. Now we understand what kind of wisdom we're supposed to have. What? Not worldly wisdom, not natural wisdom, but what kind of wisdom? Spiritual wisdom. Because your natural mind not going to be able to make the right decision concerning the things of the kingdom or either concerning the things of your life. You are facing life battles. And you don't know which way to turn. You don't know how to stand. But you got this wisdom on the inside of you, this life on the inside of you. You may not know what to do, but the one that lives in you has already made the way. And all you got to do is consult him. You say, what if I have problems not hearing? Well, guess what? Follow the peace. That peace will surpass all your understanding. I need to put this up because this is for somebody. I don't know what you're here or you're listening. Uh, we'll come right back. Philippians chapter uh, 1, verse 7. And let's leave that up in there. I know what it is here, and then I think that the uh, classic Amplify. Notice this. So it is right that I should feel as I do. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking about chapter 4. Uh, it would be 4 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds how many things? Anything. Oh. Anything that what? Oh. Anything that we can what? Understand. What will supersede that? God's what? Peace. 
his peace. You don't have the wisdom of that. You don't have the understanding about that. You, this is what you hear. They give you that ultimatum. And it's like it's between the two evils. What do I do? You follow that peace. See what it says? Then you will experience God's peace. Okay, let's go back to verse 6 because it says then. So that means it's something else that will say it. Don't worry about anything. How many things? Man, let me tell you something. That, take a, that takes something for you to get there. Not to worry. It's easy to say, oh, just don't worry. Huh. That's why I'd be reluctant to make sure you, when you tell somebody, unless you, you understand, unless you, you done been in the trenches. See, only a person that live in the trenches can tell somebody that. Don't worry. But if I just had a little the, theologian, THD behind my name. Look, brother, the words that don't work. Ain't never had anything to be, you know, never got in the trench. Don't even know what that means. But I got a degree. I'm not against a degree, okay? But you're going to need more than a degree because once you get the degree, now you're going to have to get out here and start living it. Hmm? Don't worry. So when I tell somebody, man, don't worry about that because I understand the concept. I may not, it may not be the same thing, but guess what? I had things I had to worry about. I had things that I had to walk out. I had things I had to learn to listen to the Spirit of God and keep me from worrying. I mean, sometimes you be worried so much, you, you know, you, you, you do good one minute, but then the next five minutes you done done bad. You're doing, you're, then you pick that up and say, I know what it's like. Hmm? Or you go good for a couple of days until you hear something that's totally contrary, and then all of a sudden you're worried again. You go through that. Oh, uh, but once you experience God's peace in it and you come out on top, next time something come up, I ain't going down that road no more, Jack. I got enough knowledge, revelation knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he tell me don't worry, because you got something in your belt. I saw myself worried about this. I saw myself worried on this. And I also saw how the Lord brought me through this thing, how I begun to trust the word. What is that? That's what the devil don't want. He's doing everything he can to stop you from gaining the victory. That's already yours. He don't want you to see the light of that. That's what he don't want you to see. So he's going to do what? Try to put anything he can before you. Because if you walk, if you walk that thing out, his goose is cooked. Because that means when you're faced with something else, oh, look, you got it. You, 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 you're in the trench now. I didn't experience this, this victory. That's what he don't want. He's going to fight you with everything you have to keep you from uh, walking and getting that first victory. But once you got it and you stay true to the faith of Christ that you live by, he'll never be able to get you again. Didn't say circumstances may didn't rise. Didn't say situation may not rise. But guess what? You won't be in that place of worrying about it because you have learned how 
to not worry. You learn how to live fear free of the works of darkness because of the life of Christ that's generating out of you. I made a decision to walk in the obedience of the faith of Jesus. That's what you're doing. You're taking his faith, living out what he did for you before you and I ever thought about walking this out. You don't even, have, you, you, you don't even need, need you. All you need is his faith. It's his faith that's going to walk you right through it. That's all you need. The fear coming about this? Nope. Jesus said, he bore my sin on the tree that I might be dead to sin. So if I be dead to sin, then this report I got about in my body, I rebuke it. I curse it at its root in the name of Jesus. I have a right to live whole in my body and I partake wholeness now in the name of Jesus. I just took authority over cancer. Over bad liver. Hmm? Non-functioning kidney. Don't matter. That's how you do it. And you stand on, the, what I'm standing on is the platform of what he did for me. He didn't go to the cross he didn't go to the cross or to the grave because he was sin. Because he was sick. Because he was broke. Because he was scared. <laughs> no. He did it for you and I. When he was raised from the dead, the firstborn from the bed, he's the first fruit, was born from the dead, then you and I fell in there somewhere down the line. Reaping the same benefits. The Father showing no partiality between you, me, and Jesus. We're, we're, we're on the same wavelength with Jesus. I know that's kind of hard for your little peanut brain to fathom, but it's so. You are the righteousness of God. And the righteous has a voice that they must speak. If you don't speak what you have a right to, the devil going to steal your goods right in your face. Are you understand what I'm saying? Like a house with roaches. Uh, look, I know what about a house with roaches. Shoot, we had to grow up. We we had to we 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 grew up where they had. I don't know where my dad get that stuff from, but they used to mix that stuff, and they put it in a in a. It's like in a little can, and he had a pump spray. Y'all remember that? Boy, that stuff kills some roaches, boy. What you doing? You trying to protect that roach from getting your bread? <laughs> we didn't always grow up in roach-free environment. We had to make our environment free from that roach because he was coming, Jack. It said, we hungry too. 
No matter what, these are called black flag. I think they would. No, I don't know what it was called. But y'all, y'all remember that though? They pumped that. Now they kill him. They kill him, boy. Well, I'm trying to tell you, the devil is like a roach. He come to steal your goods. Huh? And Jesus, the name and the blood of Jesus, it will stop him in his track. But if you try to say, well, look, Lord, I went to church today. And the devil said, I was there too. You remember? I was sitting right there by you, boy. <laughs> Help me nothing. It's when you apply that truth is what gets his attention. It's when you don't back down. It's when you don't renege on the promise. You don't renege on the faith of Christ. That's when the devil knows you got something. He said, well, let's get on out of here, boys. We'll catch him at another date. They did it with Jesus. Hmm? Remember the temptation? First thing the devil did, if you be the son of God. Hmm? Turn these stones in the bread. Like Jesus had an identity crisis. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus told him, man should not live by bread alone. But how? By every word of God. That's the key. That's what you are not living by. Man should not live, when he said live by bread, you should not live by your own. You should live by every word of God. Why? Because you got his life in you. Hmm? So it's impossible for me not to live by the word. It's impossible for me not to live in the victory of his word. You have to be willing to make a stand when it don't look good. That's when you're going to see the power of God unto salvation. But you're not going to see it just, just you talking about it. You're not going to see it. Because if all you just see, if all you got is just a little talk, then the enemy going to know. You got a shallower way of believing but you have no grit when it comes to make a stand. The grit means you don't have what it takes to endure. You don't have what it takes to see it through. You got to have grit because he's coming. When you make that stand, you better believe he's going to be pushing. You better be sold out. Amen. So he said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. Wow. Wow. Next verse, Casey. Then you will experience God's peace when you what? 
when you are thankful. Which exceeds every, I mean, anything we can understand. His peace will do what? Guard your heart and mind as you live where? What? So notice what he said. His peace will do what? Guard your hearts and mind as you what? What's the key word? Live. Live where? In River Ranch. Sugar Mill Pond. Fightingville. Huh? South Baton Rouge. It's got to be in Christ. Huh? <laughs> got to be in Christ. If you, if, if you don't go, see, his peace will guard your heart and mind. That means there's going to be some time things going to be happening. But if you guard your heart and mind as you live in him, guess what? You're going to stay in his peace. We didn't say the storm won't come. We didn't say crisis won't be. But when they show up, See that? God, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you what? Live. That's the key. You got to live in it. You can't just quote it. Well, you know, I went to church today and I heard pastor speak on that same thing. So what? So? Just because you heard me speak, that don't mean you're going to live it. That don't mean you're going to get the result. You know, that must be God. I heard the same thing today. I mean, I get that. I, you know, and I pre- but that doesn't, that don't help me to change. That don't help me to get, that don't help me to walk into victory. What helped me to live this victorious life is me doing what the word says. That's what helps me. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. That gospel is the power that's going to bring change. Not my crying. Not how much I give. Huh? Nope. It is the power of God unto salvation. God will not allow his glory to be given to anyone or anything that we do or say. Can y'all see that? Uh, Put this in a classic amplifier, just that first. I think it's... uh, I think I'm right. Let's see what it says. Yeah. And God's peace should be yours. That tranquil state of a soul, assured of its salvation through Christ. See, we're talking about your soul. 
That's what that you that's why you gotta have that peace. Because your soul is gonna be affected, boy. Your mind is gonna be affected by everything that you hear. I mean, why? Because things change at a moment. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But when you made your stand on that truth, nope, I'm not changing my mind. This is my stand. Why? Because from that moment on, it's not me working it. It's him. I have to trust and be obedient to the faith of Christ. Can y'all see that? And so, fearing nothing from God and being content with his earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding should garrison and mount God over your heart and mind that is in Christ Jesus. That means I don't care what's going on. That peace is going to mount God over everything that I'm confronted with. I don't care what the reach it, the, 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 the logic says. I don't care what my my, uh, my mind trying to reason for this? Mm-mm. No. Let me give you one more verse of scripture on that. Uh, Colossians 3.15 and put it in the, you put in NLT and the classic amplifier. And let the peace, there we go again, soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule as an empire, rule as an umpire. That means your spirit has the truth. And when it gives light, it brings harmony to your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion. That's what it's saying. Let it Act as an umpire continually in your heart. See, this is what, see, this is what you got a right to. It doesn't mean conflict won't show up. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a, some difficult moments. But whatever it is, as the righteousness of God, I have what I need to overcome this. I'm going to let the peace of God Rule in my heart as an umpire. I'm not going to let my soul be fluctuated. Because that's where the fluctuation takes place. In your soul. That's why I call soul harmony. Harmony. You know, it's like a... We have a little synthesizer there. If I had a trumpet. Somebody had a trombone. And we were singing Amazing Grace. Well, the trumpet has this note. Synthesizer has this note. The guitar has their note. So what we do, we're harmonizing, but everyone playing his note according to the instrument. Well, that soul harmony, that harmony is coming forth out of your spirit. I mean, God is not moved by this. Why? Because he's the one 
that took away the trouble. He's the one that went to hell and defeated the works of, the, of darkness and made a public spectacle on his turf for me. So if you don't receive it in that light, again, then you can't see the hand of God move in a powerful way for you in the light of what you expect in him too. Because again, the fluctuation is not going to take place in your spirit. The fluctuation is going to take place in your soul, in your mind, how you think. The report that you got. Back and forth, things didn't go like it's supposed to. But you'll be at a place of saying, no, I made my decision. Yeah, this is going on, but it, it, it'll turn around. It'll be all right. Why? Because my trust is in him. I can't do nothing about this. But he has already done it. Hmm? So let the peace, soul harmony, which comes. See, the harmony is going to come from your spirit. Your soul is grabbing hold to it. To that truth. And he says, from Christ, rule as an umpire continuously in your heart, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. Man, can y'all see that? We allow too many things that we hear and what we see dictates how are we supposed to respond? And you already got your response. Here it is. Get a revelation of it. Quote it. Confess it. This scripture and one in what I gave you, Philippians 4, 7. Stand on those scriptures until the Holy Spirit gives you revelation on it. That's why, I have, that's why we're in that prayer that we started out in Ephesians 1 earlier that we're trying to get back to. Because that's where the revelation is going to come. The Holy Spirit is responsible to give you revelation on the truth of Jesus Christ. But if the gospel is not preached, if you don't hear it, then he has no way of opening your understanding. Hmm? Are you getting this? And I'm just meditating this morning. And the Holy Spirit showed me, and I was just thinking about, uh, it was talking about revelation knowledge, how eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. This is part of our lesson, but we won't get to it today. And, but how God has revealed them to our heart. And the Holy Spirit said, this is what happened to Adam. He stopped receiving revelation knowledge the moment he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, did I know that? But not in that profound way. See, when the Holy Spirit puts something in a way, he's trying to show you that's what the enemy does. That's why he's after, he, you know, if you're born again, he, you know, he can't get you, he won't be able to get you just walk away from Christ, but he can get you to the place of where you have walked so far away that you're just, you're, you're dull of hearing. Your senses, 
You're not sensitive to the things of hearing the word of God because you're so trapped and caught up in this world's way of thinking that all you can think of is a natural solution, a natural way out. And when Adam, that's, and the reason why you, you and I get that way, because Adam ate of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, so he stopped receiving revelation knowledge from God. He stopped receiving knowledge from the eating of that tree of good and evil. That's why you try to work things out on your own. That's why we try to come up with uh, solutions on our own, resolve on our own, because of one man's transgression. Now, that may not do you any good, but that just hit me like a ton of breath. I said, whoa. I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. But that's how he does it. When you are reading the truth of God's word, he come and give you now. He said, let me open your, let me open your understanding up on that. Let me give you more light on that. It wasn't like something I didn't know, but it was a big piece added in for me to expound more of. But if you don't hear, see that? And let what? The peace, soul harmony. Why soul harmony? Because that's where you're affected at. That's where the fight is in your soul. It's in your mind. And notice what? Which come from Christ, rule as what? An umpire continually in your heart. See, in your heart. Deciding and settling with all finality, all questions. How many questions? All. You know, you got some relatives. Huh? You got some relatives. They're coming, boy. And they ain't going to see you in the light of Christ. <laughs> right? <laughs> they ain't going to see you in the light of Christ. Going to call you all kind of names. Right? I remember you, 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 yada, 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 yada. <laughs> and you had to stand that ground, boy. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. See, the, look, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state. I mean, I made my decision, Brother George. I'm going to hold fast to the truth. I don't care how impossible it seems. I got the peace of God on this right here. You don't see the power of God until you make a stand. To which, as members of Christ, one body you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Isn't that good? Go back to Ephesians, Casey, one more time, verse 17. I, I close with this because that's why I had to pick it up. Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may give unto you wisdom and spiritual knowledge of him, revelation knowledge, 
Look what he said. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you what? A spirit of wisdom and revelation. And look what it means. Of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep, intimate knowledge of him. That's what you got a right to. You got a right to know what's right. You got a right to know how to stand, how to live. Be bombarded and harassed by the devil every time you look around. Glory to God. Do y'all see that? Let me give you one more verse of scripture that. Look at verse 18, Casey. By having, here it is again, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Your heart, not these here. The eyes of your heart. Understanding that where understanding comes. That's where the Holy Spirit make known to you. He's the revealer. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so you can know. Look at somebody and tell them, say, God wants you to know. See, and understand the hope to which he has called you. That's why, that's why the enemy is going to do everything he can to cause you to live. Fluctuated, fluctuated. He's going to cause you to live irritated, you know. I mean, irritable, whatever he can do. Why? Because he don't want you to know what God is expecting, what you're on the earth for. See what he said? That you may understand the hope. That word hope means what God is truly expecting you to bring to pass. That hope is not a false hope. Well, I hope I can get the money for this. Or I hope. No, 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 no. This hope right here is it's real. God put you on the earth expecting you to carry that out. That's what that hope means. He's expecting you to carry that out, Otis. Yeah, but Lord, you know, I went through this. I went, I, that, God already knew all that. You made it through. God didn't change his mind. I will never give up on you. That's what the Lord is saying. I will never give up on you. You are my saints. I have set you apart. You are the apple of my eye. Receive me. Allow me to live within thee, and I will see that your greatest heart desire will be. Isn't that good? That's what the Holy Ghost saying to you. I'm done. Did y'all receive anything today? Praise the Lord. Well, that's all we have for you right now. We have so much more we, we want to give to you. 
But right now, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna put a we're like a train. We're gonna hook the box caught up Wednesday. Well, you know, I start Monday through Friday teaching my online school that I teach. And so and you'll catch up on it on Wednesday. But I teach every day during the week. I never stop. I miss Thursdays. But <clears throat> Monday through Friday, well, Monday through Tuesday, Wednesday, I miss Thursday because I cut the grass over here. But that's coming to an end because the grass season about kind of is looking good. Thank you so much. We put some time in it. But it's going to slow up. And then I'll be Monday, Tuesday, Monday through Friday. Amen. But glory to God. We love you. We are so thankful that you showed up today, those of you on Facebook. And now it's time to give.